Break out the brooms, baby. The Mariners have swept the Angels, and we're feeling pretty good about it. This is the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. It is Wednesday, August 17th, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen after the sweep. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Tidy Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. And you can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. Post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you listen to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And we have eclipsed the 3,000 subscriber mark on YouTube. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for helping us get there. We really, really appreciate it. And uh, we're looking forward to growing this community even further. So let's get into the series. The Mariners today complete a three-game sweep over the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim with an 11-7 to win on Wednesday afternoon. And Colby, I felt like this series perfectly encapsulated everything the Angels are and everything the Angels have been for the last seven or so years. Shohei Otani... One of the two, count them, two once-in-a-lifetime talents on the Angels roster went four for five today. He was four for five. He was a double away from the cycle. And the Angels lost 11 to seven. And that feels like pretty much every headline for every Angels game. And I think anyone that has tuned in to us in the past knows how we feel about the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. So, Colby, I'll kick it to you. And uh, have some fun here. Drag, drag the angels a little bit. I know everyone loves when you do that. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just, I'm a little bit bummed that the angels didn't even show up. I mean, they sent the Salt Lake bees out there, um, except for the ninth inning on Monday when it looks like they sent my five-year-old nephew's T-ball team mm-hmm. out to uh, try and complete the the victory there. So, yeah, I mean, I I think I've seen better organization in a Jimboree class. It was It was a disaster for Phil Nevin. Um, the guy might be the stupidest human being in major league baseball, which is really saying something when you think about it, uh, stuck with Aaron loop for so long, his team clearly gave up on him. How do you not challenge the three, the two, two count that becomes a three, one count magically. Like you you just, you didn't realize it. You didn't think about it. Like no wonder your team gave up on you. You're, you're a joke. You're, I, you know what? Jokes actually have value. They bring joy to people. You, you're nothing. You're nothing. You're, you're Phil Nevin. That's the worst compliment I can give you. Uh, you're Phil Nevin. You suck. And so does your baseball team. Um, Shohei Otani's pretty good. So, hey, you get to cheer about something once every three innings. But other than that, uh, your organization is a joke. Uh, your fan base is toxic as hell. Um, uh. I just I, I wonder if, you know, Major League Baseball is so concerned with expansion. I wonder if maybe they shouldn't look at contraction um, and just, you know, dump the Angels uh entirely nobody needs them nobody will miss them all the angels fans will actually go back to rooting for the dodgers uh i know they're trying to be different and like oh i'm 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 out there man i'm an angels fan 
No, you're not. You're just desperate to be different than everybody else. Go root for the Dodgers. They're better at everything than you are. Um, it must be so frustrating to be the little brother uh, in, you know, in Los Angeles of all places. Uh, well, not even really Los Angeles because Anaheim is like Ellensburg to to Seattle's Los Angeles. So let's just be pretty clear about that. Actually, you know what? That's an insult to Ellensburg. I like Ellensburg. So I don't know, Donald, Donald Washington to, uh, to, you know, Seattle's Los Angeles. The two people who listen to us and Donald Washington are so (laughs) mad right now. I don't know if the population of Donald is too, to be honest. (laughs) There's a pizza place there and a gas station and that's it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's your joke. Like you're like the worst team in your entire state and that any sport, pick whatever sport you want. Um, you know, charger fans laugh at you. Hmm. All four of them, they think you're you're stupid. Like it, it's insanity how bad the Angels are at literally everything. Professional underachievers, the Angels are for sure. And uh, we saw that once again this week uh, as the uh, the Mariners just. I mean, you know, yesterday they were getting perfected through five innings. They explode for eight runs from that point forward. The other night, it seemed like the Angels had that game pretty much at hand. They were able to survive Luis Castillo, got a couple runs off of him. Somewhat, you know, thanks in part to Julio Rodriguez and Mitch Mitch Haniger. Yes. Yeah. Just gifting them a a home run, uh, gifting Luis Renjifo a home run. Um, You know, it seemed like maybe they were going to be able to pull that one out. And then, of course, as you said, you know, as you mentioned, the defense just... Wow. Uh, (laughs) We don't even need to get into that. That That is the worst display in baseball history. That was embarrassing. Embarrassing. Like, if uh, Angel fans... I want to say they deserve better, but they don't. But, like, if I'm an Angel fan, right? Like, how do you... How do you go on and just be like, yeah, this is okay. This is fine. Yeah, this is to- we just need to spend $200 million on Xander Bogarts and we'll be fine. We'll- this will totally be fixed. <laughs> yeah, we just need to uh, add another offensive star and that- that'll do yeah. it. <laughs> that'll-, that'll fix it, sure. I mean, of course, we'll be so appealing to, you know, the sinking ship of the clown car of the dumpster that is on fire somehow floating to the mo- to the bottom of the ocean. But yeah, no, we'll be fine. We got this. Just think about how bad, like, on Monday night, and I know we were supposed to talk about today's game, but we didn't get to talk about Monday yet, so we're going to do it. Yeah. Um, on Monday night, like you could say, can you can you believe that catastrophic mistake the Angels made? Like the one of the dumbest baseball mistakes in like the history of the game. Can you believe it? And you literally have to go, which one? Because there were like four or five. Like, yeah, the Mariners scored the- three runs on three balls that didn't leave the infield. No. And... <laughs> what makes it even worse is that like, even after all of that, right. Mm. Or most of that Ty France hits a perfect double play ball right to the short. The second baseman is standing on second yeah. base. Ty France is barely out of the batter circle. Yeah. And they throw home. Not even well. I, it just, it, it just mind boggling. I enjoyed every single second of it. You know, you say, Oh my God, don't you feel sorry for professional athletes? Sometimes, sometimes never the Los Angeles angels of Anaheim, stupid team, stupid name. You're not in Los Angeles. Like I said, you're in Donald of California. Get out of here. <laughs> By the Call way, the Salt Lake bees, you'd be better. My favorite of that whole sequence though, was after all the errors, when Jesse Winker hit the, uh, the sacrifice ground out, I believe it was the shortstop Vasquez fielded it. 
and he was so spooked by all the errors, everything that had happened, he tripped over himself before throwing the first. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Rojas, the third baseman. But yeah, like Rojas, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's even worse because that's an easier throw. So it's just, it's, <laughs> I mean, it just yeah that 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 team is in a that team is in a dark place right now. That team is in a very dark place. Like, burn it down to the ground including that trashy stadium one of the worst aesthetic stadiums i've ever seen it's so ugly in that stadium um burn it down to the ground you know force Artie moreno to sell the team like how can how can major league baseball be okay with having a second team in the los angeles market and have it be like the absolute laughing stock of major league baseball how's that okay make him sell the team I, I, you know, I hope they don't because I love laughing at them, but I mean, come on, that's a huge missed opportunity. I mean, yeah, I, Mike Trout just wasted his entire career and Shohei Otani can say whatever he wants. He regrets the decision he made five years ago. 100%. Mm. He'll tell you, no, oh, absolutely. I how can you not? Friends. I, I, you know, I, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yes, he would. Cause Shohei Otani, not a moron, made a bad decision. Not stupid. So He's leaving. Mm. I mean, if he signs back up for the Angels, then yes, he is officially stupid, but he's not going to. He's going to go play for the Dodgers or, you know, the Giants, a real team. Um, mm. Not this, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know what to call it. Not this T-ball team. I it's it's the watching the Angels play other baseball teams is like watching, you know, uh, a dad play an eight year old in basketball and the dad shoots left handed just to keep things interesting. That's all it is. Mm. The Angels are a joke. I hope they cease to exist. And so the team that Otani spurned is now 11 games over 500, sitting comfortably in the first wildcard spot in the American League. 11 games over 500 for the first time this season, by the way. Uh, just a couple months removed from being 10 games under 500. And that feels like an absolute eternity ago now at this point. But the uh, the Mariners looking pretty good. They're getting a much-needed off day tomorrow before they go on to Oakland. We're going to be talking more about this series in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by Liver, liver Health Formula. Did you know the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets of rich and unhealthy processed food and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, most of us have overworked livers. But now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting supernutrients like turmeric, beet and artichoke extract all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin flushing and fat burning machine no more bloated belly no more uncomfortable digestion no more feeling tired and low on energy all the time and best of all liver health formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term and uh, as a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. CurbFit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to unhealthy foods. This makes it the perfect complement to Liver Health Formula. So go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhelp.com slash MLB to try a Liver Health Formula completely risk-free and claim, claim your free bottle of CurbFit with your order. Go 
to getliverhelp.com slash MLB now to get started. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the sweep. So the birthday boy today, Jesse Winker, had himself a home run, an impressive home run, catching up to a fastball near the top of the zone. That was nice. That was nice to see. We saw a little bit of a new stance. Well, kind of a returning stance. You know, he he went to the stance uh, a, a little while ago, probably a month or so ago, then went back to his more, you know, leaning back stance. And now he's back to this where the bat is more over his shoulder. Seemed like it worked out for him. In this series, he collected a pair of hits in the first game and then hits a home run today, of course. Uh, so do you think that uh, Winker is starting to turn the corner here a little bit? I feel like we've seen this before um, for, you know, a week or so at a time and then just mm-hmm. right back to what it was. So I, I don't know. I'd hesitate to say he's turned the corner necessarily. It's nice that there are clearly mechanical changes. Um, we'll see if he sticks with them because again, we saw this kind of earlier and then he kind of reverted back a little bit. Um, I wonder if, you know, maybe we know he's been dealing with back issues. I wonder if maybe that was part of the reason. Um, so we'll see, you know, he's DH two of the last three days gets the day off tomorrow. I don't know how much left field we're going to see him play down the stretch. I actually don't think we're going to see it much at all. Um, which is ideal. So uh, I, I think, you know, he's certainly been a lot better since April and May. Um, and he's been good, pretty good for 10 days or so now. It's not just the series. So, um, you know, starting to believe it, starting to see it a little bit, uh, actually seeing physical changes helps uh, believe it too. But I, I don't know if I would say that I'm like Jesse Winker's back. I don't know if I'm there yet. Let's see how he hits at home because mm. his not his home road splits are, are for sure. something else. They really are. So. Uh, we'll see how it goes at home, but uh, yeah, it's nice to mm-hmm. have, and he's, you know, you needed him uh, today and, you know, th- for the last week or so because Julio eh, has been all that great, not terrible, not great. Ty France has been terrible, mm-hmm. so uh, you kind of needed somebody to step up, and, and for a while, for a little bit there, it was Mitch trying to carry it. Now it's, you know, now Jesse and Mitch and uh, JP's had a nice week, a nice road trip, and, and you know, Haggerty yeah. continues to find a way to uh, to produce, and, and Frazier continues to have you know, I think he's hitting like 320 since the start of the mm. Padres series. So, um, you know, it's it's to the point now where you know you could legitimately put Adam Frazier as the leadoff guy, um, and and nobody would bat an eye. Yeah, and he was the leadoff guy today. Collected a couple of hits, also walked. So, a good day for Adam Frazier today. Uh, Winker entering today's game, just eight hits and 45 in his last 45 plate appearances before today's game. Uh, but a 400 on base percentage, 500 slugging percentage in that time. So he's hitting for a lot of power right now. And again, another home run today. So that's good. And you also mentioned JP Crawford, who has been having a really good road trip. Um, and uh, he uh, helped out the team again today, helped out the team in this series. What have you been seeing out of JP that suggests that he might be turning the corner offensively? It's just kind of who JP is. He's a very streaky hitter. Uh, we know that. Every year he'll have a month where he looks like he's, you know, oh my God, he's turned the corner. He's, you know, he's an all-star, blah, blah, blah. And then kind of crashes and burns and then he kind of eventually finds his middle. So it's one of those things where I feel like we know who JP is. JP is going to hit 250 to 265, somewhere in that range. He's going to put up, you know, 320 to 340 on base, somewhere in that range. He's going to slug sub 400. uh, And that's just who he is. So I feel like he's getting into kind of, you know, coming back out of it and, 
it'd be great if you got one of those months where JP looks like an all-star because this offense could sure could use it. And this is a great time for it. Um, but I think what we're actually seeing is we're just kind of seeing JP kind of uh, become or come back to what he was faced a lot of really good pitching for a while there. Uh, JP's got, you know, bat speed issues. He's got a pretty long swing um, and he has quite a few holes in the zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so really good pitching can exploit that. Now, when you go up against, you know, the Texas, the Angels, the Oakland, it's harder for them to exploit those holes. So JP, you know, he's, he's using the whole field. He's, he's, you know, turned on a couple balls uh, down the line and whatnot, but really it's just JP getting back to what he does best, which is, you know, line drives are lower. Uh, fly balls are not JP Crawford's friend. So it's, it's all about the line drives and, and putting the ball on the ground hard with mm-hmm. authority. Um, and he, we're starting to see that. Yeah. Keeping the, uh, keeping the ball level, uh, hitting line drives and uh, getting on base. And uh, that's what JP Crawford's doing this, uh, this road trip. And it's really helping the Mariners out in uh, in a big way, because like you said, right. Julio's, you know, slumping a little bit coming off of his injury. Uh, you know, still obviously, you know, had the home run last night and has been robbed of like three home runs, three other home runs. By the way, what do you think about the uh, the the call that was overturned on on Monday night? Do you think that was a home run for Julio or no? Uh, I don't know. I've seen the angle where it goes behind the pole. Watching it live, I thought it was definitely foul. Um, I the weird thing to me is that they mm. called it fair, and then called it foul before they went to the replay. So now you have to have evidence to to overturn that it was foul instead of evidence to overturn that yeah. it was fair. That seems like a bad system, right? <laughs> like, no, the guy who's yeah. in charge of that call called it a home run. Now we go to replay to decide whether or not it was a home run or not. Not, well, now let's get together yeah. and let's talk and let's change. I'm like, no, that's, that's literally what you have replay for. Like, so you should just go right to replay. Um, I don't know. I think if it was called a home run, it might've stood. It's it just, it's, it's tough The the fact that major league baseball doesn't have a better camera angle figured out for those exact balls right there is, well, I would say it's insane, but honestly it's, it's par for the course. I mean, major league baseball is still like decades behind when it comes to technology. So, um, but yeah, it's, it certainly seems to me at least like I was more certain that the Texas home run, not home run was a fair ball than I was mm-hmm. at this one in Anaheim was. Yeah. But I think if pushed, I would say I think they were both home runs. And it's just it's dumb that Major League Baseball hasn't figured this out yet. So it is interesting because the um, they do have the Hawkeye system there in Angel Stadium, but they don't officially use it for any for at least for the baseball side of things. But it did show it go in front of the foul pole. Uh, This is the Mm -hmm. system that they use in tennis, by the way, for those that don't know. Hawkeye system yeah. is for for tennis to see if the the ball hits the line or not. I mean, uh, so uh, it showed that it went in front of the foul pole, but who knows if that? But who knows if you know because they don't use it there if that's actually accurate or not? It right. looked to me though on that replay that it wrapped around the pole. It looked like it wrapped around the pole, not in front. Yeah, of it. it just like that one. Like eh, I wasn't hundred percent sure on the one in Texas. I am convinced was mm-hmm. a home run. Uh, this one, I was I yeah. was like, uh, you know. It's it's close. I, I depending on what angle you want to show me, I could be like, oh yeah, or no. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but Julio still able to walk out of the series with a home run as the offense starts to figure it out down in Anaheim and uh, caps off a sweep with an offensive explosion. Nineteen combined runs over their last 
13 innings of play down in Anaheim in this series. Good stuff in the Mariners offense. We're going to be talking about the pitching in just a moment. But first, a message from the NHTSA. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. But nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your, your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So let's talk Mariners pitching. Wasn't great uh, today, particularly giving up the seven runs to uh, to the Angels' offense. George Kirby didn't have his best stuff, but got through five and two thirds. Had some nice flashes here and there for sure. Let's start with him. What did you see out of Kirby uh, today? Yeah, just not a lot of feel for any of the off-speed stuff. A um, couple nice sliders, a couple nice curveballs, but really just not much there. Uh, he basically had to rely on the on the two-seamer, um, and it was a really good pitch for him today. So. Uh, he was able to to work through it against a bad lineup, uh, which which does help. Um, but yeah, it was mostly the two seamer today. Not a lot of uh, of you know, just not a lot of value out of the curveball. Um, so it it it's one of those starts where you don't read too much into it. But he definitely he also ran some deep counts. It, it was an okay start for George Kirby. It wasn't the sharpest we've seen him. Um, but again, you know, able to get through five and two thirds, give up three runs. Um, it's, it's fine. It's, 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 he avoided disaster, uh, against, you know, a bad team when his offense gave him, uh, you know, a legitimate chance to, to pitch like that. So, you know, it's, it's, we've mm-hmm. seen, you know, guys like Logan Gilbert, you know, the, the Mariners get six runs off of the, off of the Yankees and Gilbert gives them right back. So, uh, it's, it's one of those things where you, it's a skill when you don't have your best stuff to kind of work around it. And the Mariners really did that all series. Um, ironically, each one, each pitcher starting pitcher kind of did it with one pitch. They only had one pitch really working mm-hmm. um, for Kirby's today. It was the two seamer. A uh, lot of, a lot of really cool, a uh, lot of cool things you can do with that, particularly against the lefties. So uh, that, that pitch really carried him mm-hmm. today. Um, thought it was kind of weird that Scott pushed him back out there for the sixth. It was a very hot day um, and he had a really rough fifth inning. So a little bit surprising there, but uh, Hey, I guess, you know, see what the kids got, but uh, he was okay. Yeah, he was okay, um, pretty decent at the start, and then the command started to tail off a little bit. And like you said, he just did, he just didn't really seem to have his feel for for anything outside of the two seamer for the most part. Let's move on to Robbie Ray. He pitched last night. He battled uh, ten strikeouts though, uh, which mm-hmm. is uh, pretty nice to see out of Ray. The strikeouts are starting to uh, to go up uh, a bit here for Ray. Uh, in the uh, later going now, and uh, only walks two, gives up the two earned runs, six hits. And six innings pitch. What did you see out of Ray, Ray last night? Yeah, um, last night was about Ray's slider. It was the one pitch he could kind of re- reliably go back to. Um, he was he was okay. You know, I, I think you know kind of the big the big pitch is obviously the, the double play he gets in the third inning uh, with the bases loaded. It's already two to nothing. Um, I think it was Taylor Ward at the plate, um, somebody who could do some legitimate damage and kind of you know knock mm-hmm. you out of this game. Uh, and he gets the double play. 
Um, we've seen Ray kind of the last few starts kind of go back to the, the fastball slider. Um, mm-hmm. he's still using the two seamer, but it's, he's much, he's trying to avoid contact now. Whereas mm-hmm. for, you know, about a month there, it was, it was a lot of ground balls. So uh, it's nice mm-hmm. to know that he's got both of those, you know, abilities in his back pocket. Now, um, he's dominated the angels all year. Uh, and even when he didn't have his best command, best control, uh, or best velocity for that matter, uh, the slider was, was good enough that he was able to generate enough strikeouts to really kind of, uh, after the third inning to really just squash any kind of momentum, uh, that, that the angels were trying to build. So, uh, that, that double play was huge. And, uh, after that he was, he was just fine. Um, you know, it's, it's part of the reason why you give him $115 million because mm-hmm. not his best stuff, kept his team in. It was more than good enough to win, um, flash dominance at time again with just one pitch. So, uh, it's, it's part of the reason why he's at the top of your rotation. That's the kind of outing you, you want to see from a guy who, you know, doesn't have it. So then Luis Castillo on Monday for the third start in a Mariners uniform goes toe to toe with another team's <laughs> ace and goes six innings pitch. As I said earlier, the two earned runs that he gave up were not really on him. Yeah. At least one of them, at least one of them. <laughs> uh, right. but, uh, nine strikeouts, one walk, six hits, the one home run, which shouldn't have been a home run. Uh, what did you see out of Castillo in his third start in a Mariners uniform? Going up against someone, not the Yankees. Yeah, uh, still going up against you know a Cy Young contender. So um, Castillo's done that now three times in a Mariners uniform. The Mariners are 3-0, which is why you go make the trade. Uh, Luis Castillo was pretty good. Again, not great. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, it's very similar to the other two guys. Didn't have everything working. Didn't have pinpoint control or command. Found a way to make it work against a bad mm-hmm. lineup. Castillo probably had the best outing of, of the three, um, just because the one home run was was really fluky. Um, but it was it wasn't the slider this time. He really didn't have the slider. It was the changeup we saw. Look, mm-hmm. you know, he used it more than he had in his previous starts, and really it was it was the fastball um, that really dominated. It was 97, 98 with some run. Um, ran a lot of deep counts. Um, you know. Didn't give up much hard contact though. He just just was just a tiny bit off. It wasn't again. It, it, I know people will hear this as criticism, but he was just not quite a hundred percent Luis Castillo, and that should excite people because if Luis Castillo can do that against you know major leaguers who I mean well half major leaguers, um, you know at like seventy percent. Imagine what he could do at a hundred percent. Well, the right. Yankees start. Um, and again, I don't think we've even seen Castillo with both his changeup and slider on the same outing. So uh, I think there's another gear to Luis Castillo. I think he looked uh, pretty good. Um, just not quite a hundred percent like there. He was just, just a little bit off and, and you could see it, um, in some, you know, ran some deeper counts than, than he normally does. Um, had to battle with a few guys, uh, to get outs, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was still good stuff. And, and, you know, you only walk one. I mean, it's, it sounds silly to talk about control when you only walk one guy but mm. castillo didn't have his his best you know he didn't have his best control on, yeah. uh, on monday but again, still looking forward to when he finally finds the changeup again and uh, uses it to the best of its ability because that's a legitimate 75 80 grade offering uh it's from castillo. felix Hernandez prime change yeah. like yeah. it's that good yeah so once he finds that look out um, right now, he doesn't. I mean, it's kind of been like a fifty-five for the most part since he's come over, and uh, you know, at, a little at better best, in Anaheim, yeah. but yeah, 
Yeah, a little better in Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, a little better in Anaheim. But uh, yeah, for the most part, uh, just hasn't had his best stuff yet. And that's really exciting because he's been out of his mind in a Mariners uniform thus far. He's been great. He's been great. So again, it's it's worth noting Garrett Cole twice and Shohei Otani in his first three starts and the Mariners are three and oh, and you could argue mm-hmm. he's outpit. Well, he's definitely outpitched Cole the first time, but you can argue that he's outpitched both of those guys each time as well. So, um, mm-hmm. like I said, I, I don't think we've seen peak Luis Castillo yet. Not, not in the Mariners uniform, but also not for his entire career. I think there's another gear to Luis Castillo. And if I had to bet on an organization to get it out of him, probably the Seattle Mariners. So for sure, um, it's, it's, it's a dangerous rotation. If you can get it to October. All right, so on tomorrow's show, we are planning to have Ryan Divish of the Seattle Times join us. Looking forward to talking to him about the Mariners. Going to be talking some Luis Castillo, maybe ask him about a possible extension. Also, just talk about this team in general, where it's at, the vibes, and uh, all that good stuff. So look forward to that. We're also... We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. I'm, I'm certainly, I'm certainly going to uh, to to poke the bear on that front and uh, see see what happens. See what happens. Uh, I mean, whether whether or not he means to do it, he does bring the vibes. Davis does bring the vibes. So yes, yes, yes. Go Bobcats. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So we're gonna be doing that, and then uh, we're gonna be continuing what is now Prospect Weeks, not Prospect Week, but Prospect, prospect Weeks. Month. Yeah, yeah, prospect whatever. month, what what have you? Uh, with I, I believe we're doing prospects. Six. Yeah, prospects ten through six from uh, from old Colby Pat note here. Uh, so we'll be doing that on tomorrow's show as well. So be sure to check that out. So that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners post game show for Colby Pat note. I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at lo underscore Mariners. You can follow inside the Mariners at inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez is D-A-N-E G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode whether you're watching or listening to it and thank you again for making us your first listen after the sweep. Now make your second listen the locked on mlb podcast mlb expert paul francis sullivan brings humor passion and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league follow the number one daily league-wide podcast locked on mlb on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts just like us and with that have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow peace